Hey everyone, a very happy Sunday to you all. Welcome to the Helix Hour. We are live and we're happy to be joined once again by Line 6 and Yamaha guitarist, artist, and very good friend of the family here now, Mr. Jeff Schroeder. Jeff, welcome back. It's nice to have you back, my friend. Always fun. Always look forward to it. And, you know, it's always uh, my pleasure to spend a Sunday afternoon talking about this stuff. So awesome. I, I never I never get tired of it. So I, you know, I, I think I'm becoming an evangelist of the, of the product. <laughs> <laughs> you've been a big supporter in it and you've given me a lot of positive uh, feedback and encouragement. So it means a lot. So thank you so very, very much. I mean, for me, you know, it's really like something that's become like it allows me to just integrate into contemporary music in a, in a much more fluid way. And it's, I mean, it, it's, it's really quite astounding how much Helix has become. I mean, I literally use it every single day. I know it's 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 amazing part of our <laughs> lives, and we're gonna be we have so much to talk about today. So a lot of new stuff, which is really really yeah. cool. A lot of new things, exciting, and Helix is gonna be a big nucleus of that. Um, of but let's jump over and we'll say hi to a bunch of people first. And here's something maybe we'll do as a little surprise. Uh, Matthew Krill is here. He says, "Hey everybody, happy Sunday, y'all." I'm sure it would make his birthday. It's his birthday today. If Jeff Schroeder wished him a happy birthday, could we have a happy birthday to Matt Krill? Hey, Matt. I uh, hope you have a wonderful, wonderful birthday, and I'm glad you're going to enjoy it. It's part of it, watching and listening to the Helix 90 minutes, you know, one hour, the Helix hour plus. There you go. And that's right. a credit to Andrew Bonica at line six. He came up with the, the plus, the, the little <laughs> yeah, exantagu or whatever. So yeah. happy birthday, Matt. Uh, Nathan Whitney is here. He's been doing some TV appearances with... Uh, uh, with Helix, fantastic. He says, happy to be home on a Sunday afternoon to catch this live. I'm not sure if it was Kimball he just did. Uh, I forget one of the shows. I didn't get a chance to see it, but it was fantastic. Six String Brian is here, uh, fellow, um, you know, Line 6 users. Quentin James is here. R2R3 Locking Nut is here. Gary Tholander is here. My beautiful Butterfly and Ladybug show. She'll be sharing some of those new links to some of your new social media profiles today. Fantastic. Yeah. Joe Hervey is here. Thrash and Metal uh, and Fun Riffs is here. Uh, Andrew Bonica himself is here. Nice to see you, buddy. It's noon for him in his uh, neck of the woods. Um, he did a really cool unboxing the other night on um, a Nags guitar, the Larry Mitchell kind of uh, signature uh, replica or something. Very, very, very oh, cool. Oh, cool, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dale Palmer is here as well, too. Mark Taylor. Uh, James Severin is here. Um, let me see here. Um, Rob F. is here as well too Never Too Late is also here Lars Guitars and I think what I will do is I will highlight Mark Taylor at the bottom where I know we left off and let's jump right into this because there's so much that's happened here um, but I want to thank you once again too for the hospitality the, the Smashing Pumpkins tour wrapped up recently and uh, you were very very kind to both Junior and I and our mutual friend um, Jason Seditis we you know took us backstage got the yeah hang yeah yeah that was fun. That was a lot of fun. So oh, thanks. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know that tour with three bands, a little bit of chaos. You know what I mean? Compared to the last tour, was I mean, a metric was on it, but it was, you know, the three bands was a, made it for a crazy schedule every day. But it yeah. was, I mean, wow. The talk about um, a fun tour. That was one of the funnest tours we've ever done. Just everybody was cool. Everybody in all three bands was cool. Noel Gallagher was just the best. Him and band and crew, they were just super friendly and i think the 
you know, the crowds really enjoyed it every night. It was really special. It was really nice. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I was never, I, I, I was never a huge fan of Oasis and I've, you know, I, I mean, I liked the music, but I mean, I didn't consider myself a fan because I didn't know all the, like I knew some of the hits, but not the deep cuts yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed the show. Like, I mean, that's one no, of those things where I've always yeah. said, go see bands and don't skip the opening acts if you can help it. Don't skip the opening acts because sometimes you're treated to some real uh, gems. And obviously, I mean, he, he well, is. He's, I mean, he's, he's an, obviously you see why he's a legend, even though he was up there playing, you know, 60% new material that people wouldn't really know. But I think the quality of the musicianship, you know, really put people in the right mood. And then by the end when he, you know, he'd slam like, I think four Oasis songs in a row and a yeah. Beatles cover, everybody was leaving. <laughs> you know, every, he, I, I'm sure everybody was happy by the end of his set, which was great because when we came on, people just wanted more. It was exactly what, what you would want. Exactly. You know? The perfect yeah, opener. It got people, yeah, it was fancy. It was cool. It was really cool. Well, seeing, seeing the band, basically, like your band, basically uh, last year and then not too long after again, well, I think it was close to almost a year to the day. Very, very close. Um, yeah, yeah. But there's so much change, right? And in and, and, and positive ways and, and not saying one was any better than the other, but it was so cool because the first time I saw you, you had all the visuals, which were really, really cool. The video displays were insane. Yeah. And I got to see those screens close up, which was nice to see what mechanics go on in those things. And then yeah. this year with the, like they're inflatables, I guess, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which was, you know, I didn't really, you know, we talked about getting them made, but then not until we actually, you know, you never really know what it's going to be like, and you never know if you're going to truly walk into a, a Spinal Tap moment that first day <laughs> of production rehearsal when you, when you show up and, and see those things. But um, the design team and the stage manufacturing um, company that, actually built them and the lighting company that that worked with putting lights inside and around i mean they just did an amazing job and i think i don't think we're done using those i think they'll be kind of part of our future staging productions well i think since they're so cool we want to we want to bring them back out it's really <laughs> so, easy to transport too it, yeah 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 so it was great and and, it, and the gosh wow like when you see just photos from the tour that just they just look amazing you know i have to say billy really that was all billy's idea and when he explained it you know all of us were kind of a little bit scratching our heads going like okay like puppets you know these kind of inflatable <laughs> puppets but uh he, he his vision was there and so the end i think they came out it was it was, it was awesome it was great well, two two things that, that fortunately they weren't spinal tap moments. They weren't. Uh, you didn't have someone like Nigel Tufnell writing out the dimensions, so they were like nine inches tall. You know, <laughs> totally. and, and number two, you didn't have like. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we had a you know because we took them to Europe, and there were a couple shows that where it was so windy outside that we had to go without them. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, but the way you know because those were like kind of festivals, but you know this summer tour, which was more those those shed amphitheater type venues, they actually are built in a way that there's not a lot of wind ever hitting the stage. Sure. So yeah, it, so we were able to use them. There was never a um, an issue with too much wind. But in Europe, we did have to, we, we were, you know, left. Without them, <laughs> we yeah. We were able to use them, yeah. I have to say though too, they, they look like steel. They look like, you know, tin know, steel. It was, it was really, crazy. really good. It was great. They, they, like I said, the, I mean, I think, you know, like many things, 
whether it's guitar gear, and we were just talking about this off air, guitars, mm-hmm. you know, and I think even in staging, because the technology has gotten so good, we're really in a kind of a, you know, a, you know, a special moment in that you're able to make things out of lightweight materials that are transportable that can be used um, in many different ways, you know, so it's, it's really, um, yeah, I think a special time where you're getting really this interesting, you know, confluence of technology, ideas, art, production, you know, in ways that are, you know, it's able to put on spectacular shows. Exactly. Yeah, it was very, very cool. But and I don't, I don't even think I don't want to dare say it was better than the vi- the video screens. It was just different and cool. You know, it was nice to see that the, you know, the band is always evolving and changing things up. And at, at the yeah. at the nucleus, the music, I've never heard the band sound better. Like, oh my goodness! No, I know we're we're on fire. Like we're really starting to kick into another gear. And this tour in particular was since you know since it was a co-headlining tour with Noel, we only had to play. You know, we were only getting 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so, whereas the tour before was three hours and 15 minutes. That was a long one. Minutes, so, yeah, it was a long show. Yeah. So this was, we are able to play, you know, it, to be honest, the, the long show stuff is fun too, but this is actually, as a musician, a little bit more fun for the for a rock band because you're kind of just able to go and, and hit it hard for 90 minutes. Yep. And then, and um so you can play a little more aggressive. You, if you play that aggressive in a three-hour show, you're not going to have anything left in the tank for the last, you know, hour. Yeah. Where this is like you can kind of just play very aggressive. And so I think what you saw and what you notice is, you know, we're a little bit heavier, a little more in your face, you know. Um, but also, too, I just think it's a kind of a natural evolution, too, of the band just playing better. Um, getting used to playing in this configuration and yeah so it's I mean it's a lot of fun for us I mean we had we had a blast I felt like such an old man at the first the time I saw you guys last year because we're being a three hour plus show um, well I am an old man but it, I drove three hours to Toronto and I, I had to bail about the last two songs fortunately I got to see Stairway to Heaven I think maybe oh, yeah, you know, I saw yeah, that yeah, extended yeah, yeah. solo and stuff that was cool and Junior's like dad what we gotta go I'm, like, I'm sorry because I, I, I could fall asleep right driving you know driving <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's a long yeah, drive so I had to yeah. not certainly not fall asleep at the concert but fall asleep driving so I, for safety I said we gotta go but I agree with you too with the shorter show. I mean, it bam, just just kick you in the pants and fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, two comments here. First of all, super chat from Matt Krill. Thank you so very, very much. Saying thanks for making uh, it a great day. So there you go. And you helped for a big part of that. Thank you. Cool. Very and, cool. And Andrew says, I still have to get uh, Jeff a very axe. So yeah, that'd be very, very cool. I think, you know, as much as you might like the Shuriken, I think you'd have fun with it. I, see, I know how much you're loving these Floyds and stuff. I'm thinking maybe the JTV-89F like I have. Yeah, for it would sure, be the one. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because when I every time I go to the office in Calabasas, yeah. I'll pick up that one because they have it in the front in the front room. And I'm like, I got to get one of these. Black and, and Blood Red. Mine's the Blood Red one. I really like the red. Yeah, yeah those are cool. Yeah, yeah, those are really cool guitars. And they have... You know, the kind of necks I like, too. Yeah. The really thin, wide, fast neck. Yep, kind of like some of the Ibanez and things like yeah. that you're used to. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for and, sure. And I dropped mine down to 9, 9 to 42, and I was, I was scared about it because... And I'm not going to use that word tracking because I know they hate that word tracking because it's not like a MIDI. It's not a MIDI signal. It's not yeah, tracking. Yeah, yeah. But that's how a lot of people compare it, you know, trying to translate the signal from the piezo pickups, you know, out to the, the computer net. And I thought you need thicker strings for it. And in theory, it may be true, but I dropped it down to 9 to 42, no issues whatsoever, and uh, slinky as heck. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I actually, I mean, I haven't used nines 
since I was a kid. Oh, you're a higher. But but this year, um, you know, after I picked up, you know, I bought an Ibanez, the RG550 Genesis, um, and Road Flare Red because it's just such a cool guitar. I wanted one, my, you know, I wanted one for since they came out, you know, in '87. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I, like I couldn't, obviously, couldn't afford to have, could have, I could afford to have like one nice guitar. And so I saved, you know, got my part-time job and saved my money. And I was, you know, I, you know, I was like, should I get the Ibanez or the Strat? And I ended up getting a Strat, like a Strat Plus, which I think was a was a fairly smart choice because sure. it was a, a versatile guitar and played really well and, you know, had the lace sensor pickups. Um, but I always wanted one of those. And then, you know, time passed and finally I was like, you know what, when I saw that they came out that line i was like i gotta pick one of those up anyway and so it came with nines okay yeah, and at nine. first i and at first i was like oh i gotta have drew put tens but then it was a couple off days and so i just had the guitar in the hotel and i realized i'm like really kind of the sound that i'm gravitating towards and was that thinner snappier string sure. and i think and 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 it's not even just the, it, it is part of the way it feels and the way you can kind of shake the strings and vibrato and and bends but it's also i think how thinner strings the thickness of strings changes the actual distortion characteristic okay you know i think if you listen to like a real like if you have like a a super thick low e string and the way that it sounds distorted versus like a 42 you know versus a 52 you know, they don't sound anything alike and not in just in terms of like things, but I think the, like the vibrate, I don't, like I said, I'm not someone who can tell you the science behind it. It's right. just more of an ear thing, but I think there's a certain type of uh, snappiness and brightness to the, to the thinner strings. And, um, yeah, I really like it. So you're going to keep it, you're keeping it there then at, at nine Yeah, even on some of my guitars, you know, not every guitar in pumpkins, but there was a few guitars where I played, um, like like a little more demanding solos and stuff where I had Drew go to nines because it just, you know, with the tens, it was, it was even just like, why fight it? And it's not even like, why fight it? It's just, it's like a, it's like a certain type of sound, mm-hmm. you know, a certain way you can vibrato the note and stuff. And um, yeah, I really, yeah, now I, I, I really like the nines. It's kind really of fun. Like it. Yeah. And you, I mean, you have to be a little more in control of your right hand, sure. you know, especially live. Mm-hmm. You know, you have adrenaline and whatnot, but uh, yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I'm, I really dig in the nines. I thought because like, we all had a chance to play that guitar backstage, Junior, myself, and Jason, yeah. and and it felt like a ruler holding a ruler so, so thin, and just yeah, the yeah. notes is just crazy. You know, it's super super yeah. easy to bend on that, and, and it it is a nice guitar. And we'll talk yeah, a little bit about how that kind of was a bit of a catalyst for something else that we'll talk about another guitar here. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah awesome. Sure. Well, before we jump away from Pumpkins for a second, uh, we, uh, you know, we had the chance to do, our uh, Junior did a nice rig rundown with you last year and looking at your Helix units and you're using both Helix racks and in your rack and ones for basically for backup. But how yeah, did Helix perform for you on this tour? Did it all work just uh, just as good as usual? It's even better i mean it's just it just the more i use it the more like the updates the like it's just um i'm i'm i don't even think about using anything else in fact all i think about is exploiting it even more and going when am i going to actually just you know i I mean if i you know when pumpkins 
you know, because of the luxury that we're able to have in terms of having A-level roadies, you know, guitar mm-hmm. techs, and being able to take our gear, our cabinets, you know, our guitars everywhere we play in the world. You know, we are able to have our exact stuff. We never use backline, rented mm-hmm. backline or anything. So, you know, we're in a very good place. You know, there's not a lot of bands that get to do that anymore. So, um, so we're able to still use heads and cabinets and blah, 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 even though that we're pushing that technology kind of to the part that's extreme is by putting things in ISO cabinets. So it's everything super isolated, no cabinets on stage. Um, that being said, if for whatever reason, I would feel absolutely comfortable using just Helix right as a standalone. I'd have no problem. In fact, you know, I mean, in fact, as much as I like using a real amp, and it does, and the stuff I'm using sounds great, sounds amazing. It's still you're limited to, you know, the, like whatever the three or four channels, yeah. you know, that you have, and not, and that's not always optimal for you know, for every guitar you're going to use or every single part. And, you know, I think having something like Helix where you have too many choices could also be detrimental too. But I think if you can kind of limit, you know, your palette to three or four different amps, four or five different amps for a whole show, and kind of, so you have kind of a core of consistency even if you're using something like Helix. And then if you need to go out of the box a little bit because that one part really calls for having that unique sound you know you can grab it there so if i had to i mean i'd, I'd have no problem using just helix Straight and so up. like i said i i i'm it's it just keeps getting be- each update just gets better and better did you were you at 2.8 on the tour or did you wait till after no we didn't we didn't update drew was like we're not touching this that's until. good no, i'll save to some case yep. yep because because the way we use it is kind of pushing some of the functions to the extreme yeah. and you know as you know that we've had to request the programmers to do you know certain things because hey we're needing to control this device like this and you know scenario you mm-hmm. know x y and z has come together and this isn't working exactly and they'll go in and you know and help you know they've gone in and updated the code so we could do certain things so you know anytime that there's an update sometimes there's just so many variables. And yeah, like that. you could erase you know, a global setting, or you got, yeah, you just gotta wait. You just it's just like it's just like updating your computer. It's yep. like you don't want to update your Mac like the first time, you know, because none of your recording software is gonna work correctly. You got to give everybody a minute to catch up. So we always just if we're in the middle of a tour. We don't touch it. No, that's, that makes total sense. And just like today, I mean, yeah. you're literally speaking about something that's so very true. You're calling me from your old computer. You got a new Mac, but you're calling me from your old yeah. one because you haven't got all the software and everything over to the new one. So I totally get that for sure. Yeah, just because, you know, I've had, you know, my old Mac I've had for seven years or something. And there's certain things that won't work on it. So I just like, I don't want to try. I don't want to have all this junk on my. No, no. Keep the new one like, you know, it's like brand new car. You know, you want to keep it that new car smell as long as possible that's right i have a very good question that was just funneled to me from andrew bonica he says um uh jeff what do you think of the power cab i don't recall if you tried the 212 yet i know you've been through the 112 you tried the 212 i have not been able to try the 212 and in fact next time i'm there we're supposed to do some work with it and you know maybe yeah yeah and and in fact for the new band night dreamer the idea is that i would once we start going on tour um I'd probably have that on stage with me. I think that'd be great for that band. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, 
even though for that band, because it's a lot more of an electronic band, we're going to be on in-ears as well. So I don't need to have any actual sound on stage, you know, but I still would be nice to have. Um, but yeah, that's, to me, as far as, like when I think of my future mm-hmm. as a player, especially for doing more, you know, um, things both inside and outside of pumpkins, like especially if, if pumpkins, if we, because we're talking about maybe in the future doing more, you know, so maybe some acoustic bass shows here and there where I would probably use something like Helix and Power Cab for yeah. something like that. And maybe know, even because, a Variax um, too. Yeah. Acoustic yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah so, that'd be great. So I see that the, the 212 Power Cab is going to, I think that's going to play because um, I, I tried the the 112 and mm-hmm. you know and I was going to just have two cabinets, but if I could have one cabinet with two speakers, that's optimal. You know what I mean? Because I, in my later, you know, my old age, I just I just want to I just want to have less stuff. I know. I hear you. The, <laughs> the question that gets asked here all the time, well, not all the time, but it frequently is, okay, do I buy two 112s um, or do I buy because I think the 212 is slightly pricey, just slightly, slightly pricier than two 112s. People say, why well, don't just buy two 112s? But there's a, the bottom line is there is a difference. It's just beef. It's just it's it hits you. Like it really does hit you. So the, I sure m- sure. I, it just depends. It also depends what kind of music you're playing. Sure. Like I could see if you know maybe you were doing more of like a you know things that didn't require as much heavy yeah. sound. Mm-hmm. You know having uh, two one twelve kind of spread apart. You know so you could have like a really wide spread mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. you if you really want to emphasize the stereo thing. Like if you're playing. Um, you know, but for me, you know, I play it um, most of the time. And even in the, like I said, the new band, Night Dreamer, even though we're going to be playing mostly club shows, but we're, I'm still on in ears because we have to because of the backing tracks and Certainly, stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to hear stereo in my ears anyway. That's um, right. But yeah, I can see it. But if you want that effect live and you know you don't use in ears i could see having two 112 cameras you could really get that spread oh for sure you have a 212 you know unless you're standing right in the exact spot you're not going to hear the stereo as much that's right one of the things you have to try as the cool feature as soon as you get to line six and look at the stereo spread option on the uh, 212 i think it comes default at 100 percent. and you would think you know logic you know we go to school we do a test we get 100 percent. we can't get better than 100 percent. that's it but there's, you can go up to almost like, two, I think it's 200%. So you can actually make that stereo spectrum just go crazy. It's really, oh, really cool. sure, yeah. sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's it's almost like a, uh, you know, it can be a detriment to <laughs> a guitar player because you know, once you go stereo, it's like it's hard to go back, right? I know. I, and in, <laughs> at the same time, too, like, you know, two, you go to 200%, then you want 400%. And just like with Helix, like <laughs> you, you said, too. You we went have, wider and wider. I know. And I know. It's, it, I mean, yeah, I love, like, that's what's great in Night Dreamer. I'm the only guitar player, so I get to play in stereo. Yeah. And it's it's so fun. It's, I mean, it's it's so fun. Yeah. This is a perfect way. And in just a moment, we're going to segue to that new band. And maybe we'll even jump in and play the video. But uh, Six String Brian has a question. He's asking, uh, what is your, your personal, if you'd maybe narrow it down to one, personal favorite amp in Helix? It's a tough one, I know. I really love, I have to, I love for distorted rock guitar, I, I can't get off the placator. Okay, yep. I love it. Love it. Like, I just, that's, to me, like, you know, and I know it's a Friedman, you know, amp. And, um, in fact, I loved it so much that for my module-based rig that's based on the old 
you know, uh, Randall modules that were designed by Bruce Agnator. The Syner- Synergy stuff? Um, I haven't tried it yet, okay. actually. But um, but uh, Anthony from Salvation Audio in the Czech Republic, um, you know, um, made me his version of oh. the Friedman module because I, I had because I love that sound so much. So that on this new last pumpkin so actually that was kind of my main heavy distortion sound. You were showing me some of those small modules in your rack when you were pulling those out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's either that because I have one that's like a Marshall, like a modded Marshall type of module, and then with and then the Friedman, which is obviously kind of somewhat based on a Marshall, but it's really kind of different. You know, what I mean the way that it that it feels. But yeah, in Helix. If, if I have like a distorted rock thing to do, it's 90% of the time that's the first first uh, first model I choose. Okay. If that and if not that, it's the the 50 watt you know Marshall Perfect. which is like, yeah 50 watt kind of maybe JCM 800 I think is yeah. kind of the yeah yeah that with like a tube screamer is kind of like can't go wrong with that too. But yeah, the placator dirty is it's pretty good. I'm going. I go with Placator a lot. A lot of my um, original Van Halen presets were using that. I go with uh, that, uh, the Angle, or of course now with the Rev. Once you try that new Rev, oh, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, Johnny Lee is here, and Andrew Bonnick. Is, but welcome, Johnny. I didn't think Johnny was going to be able to make the show today. Uh, he power cab for the win. He says he loves power cab. And Andrew clar- um, corrected me, which is good, and I'm glad he did because he would certainly know this. Uh, he says, just to clarify, at least in the USA, the PowerCab 212 Plus is $200 cheaper than two 112 Plus system. So I, I stand corrected in that. And I'm very <laughs> sorry if I, I gave uh, wrong information. Um, and then, it's, although, just notice Sweetwater is doing 10% off bundles if you buy two. So, okay, very, very cool. But thank you, Andrew. I mean, take oh, it away from the source. Yeah. So uh, this new band, and, and I, I, got, I got the coolest kid ever, a 13-year-old Eric Jr. He turned me on to new stuff all the time. And I mean, I follow you very closely, but I must have been under a rock for a couple of weeks when this new band came out. And he tells me about, you, you following Jeff's new project? I'm like, what new project? What, what's he doing? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So let's do this. Let's let the music talk here for a second. We got the video queued up and we're going to come back. Uh, so we're probably about three and a half minutes here. Um, we'll go over to the video and we'll come back and tell us all about the project and, and how, right. how it Sounds came good. to fruition. Yeah, here we go. Let's jump over and have a look. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. 
Incredible. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> I, I, I don't get tired of it. It's so awesome. Cool, cool. Yeah, very cool. Great feedback in the chat. Before we start talking about the band, there's some really good questions. Uh, Carlo asked uh, the singer, can you tell us who the singer is? Yeah, uh, the singer, her name is Mindy Song, uh, S-O-N-G, and she's just a friend that I kind of knew through some, you know, come from California, from L.A. area, and um, she was kind of in a circle of, of kind of friends hanging around my uh, friend. Another one old friend of mine, old, old bandmate, kind of has a studio, and so a lot of younger bands coming in and out, and so there was kind of a group of kids and stuff, um, that was talented. So she was kind of on the fringe of those circles. And so when I was uh, looking to um, put something together, you know, um, her name kept on coming up. And so we just started, um, you know, writing some songs together. And um, originally tried to do it a few years ago. And then I just, I didn't have, it was timing wasn't right for me. And then, but this year um, I was spending the, winter in LA because I just had to, I couldn't, I didn't want to be here <laughs> in the winter in Chicago. Sure, just, of course. And that's where she lives. And so I was, I just text her when I was like, Hey, I have a studio session booked with this, a producer, um, in LA. I said, do you want to come and try writing some songs? And we, me and her and this producer, Rick Parker got together and, um, wrote a song that day that didn't end up making the record, but you know, it was like just the, we just literally showed up and wrote a song together and it was cool. You know what I mean? But not exactly, you know, trying to feel, you know, you don't know exactly where it's going to land. Certainly. Yeah. It's kind of first collaboration um, together. Yeah. But, um, so, but her and I just kept on working together and chipping away. And I mean, it's pretty extraordinary. Like this year, you know, um, I didn't have anything else going on and here we are at the end of September and have the EP done released. Um, we just had that first video come out. We have actually another video, um, that's uh, almost done. Um, should be, uh, edited by middle of the week. Wow. Good. Yeah. And it's, and that one actually is, is the video for another life was just actually done very quickly. Um, we actually came out to, um, Mindy came out to Illinois, and my friend is a, a filmmaker. Um, he lives in Champaign-Urbana, which is about two hours south of Chicago. And we actually filmed another video for another song that's going to be coming out. That's on the EP. Oh, that's and, cool. But we did the Another Life video is just kind of a – as just really quickly because our management wanted to have, just have like a lyric video. And I was like, ah, lyric no. videos are kind of lame. Sure. I don't want to do just a lyric video. So John, the, the, the director, was so cool that he was like, hey – We'll set up another room. We'll light, have people light it up, and we'll just bang over there, and and we'll shoot a video in like an hour. So we did that one in like an hour. That's but crazy. the other one is like a very elaborate. You know, it was like a fifteen-hour shoot, so it's going to be a really cool video. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah, but so yeah, Mindy. But she's um, to get back to her, she's just, you know, I'm I'm not a singer songwriter. I'm a guitar player who comes up with riffs and you know like that song another life i wrote the that whole music i wrote the music to it and it was pretty much all those parts and in fact like that solo mm-hmm. is the exact is the solo from the very first demo i recorded it's like that's it because it was you know done to a click yeah and so i never had to redo that solo and that was done on my laptop with helix stomp you know what i mean and 
Wow. <laughs> Amazing, right? How it's, and so it's like I never had to redo the solo. I ended up redoing some of the other guitar parts because we cha- I didn't, you know, I, I, you know, the demo was a little sloppy. I wanted to redo it. Mm-hmm. You know, we changed the arrangement a little bit, but I never actually had to redo the solo, which is amazing. And it's a good <laughs> so solo, solo, too. It's one of those yeah. ones, too, where you can you can hum, hum the guitar the guitar solo. You know it. You'll remember yeah. it. You know, it's not just, okay, this is a time where we need to wank, you know, and just get from point A to point B. It's actually, it speaks, yeah. it has volume. That's great. There's Yeah, a, but what I was going to say is that, you know, I write instrumentals, and so I need someone to come over the top and write melodies and that kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, so and so she's, you know, able to do that, and she's a, you know, great human being. You know, I mean, because you know it's so tough when you start a new thing, like you know, musicians learning them and getting along and uh, the work ethics. Well, that, like, kind of like, well, first of all, like you, that intangible chemistry is you you can't create that. No, nope. and something about my guitar and her voice that melds together in a way that's really cool. Yeah. You know, but then also finding someone who's not a flake mm-hmm. you know, that has, you know, that has their personal life together in a way that they're able to always show up and deliver at the way that, the, you know, that's expected to, to do this at a professional level. And so, you know, I'm very thankful for that. And, you know, especially being more experienced, you know, now um, at the, you know, at the age I'm at, I really appreciate that because I realize now more looking back at the past sometimes like why certain things I tried didn't work out like why would I wasn't personally bringing to the table or and then other people around so you know it's a brutal business it's so hard to make it in the music industry so you if you don't have people really giving their all you know you're not going to really get very far so yeah she's um she's awesome really you know really appreciative of of the effort Working with professional people, I've always said, surround yourself with the greatness and you too will become great. Um, you know, you, you can also yeah. surround yourself with people that, you know, either to phone the jobs in basically or, you know, half-ass it all the time. Your work ethics yeah. eventually could become that way as well too. So it's great to see um, that maybe she's making you a better musician and at the same time you're making her better as well too. It works yeah. both ways. so it's cool, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. We have a super chat from Brad Miller. He says... Killer thanks for the hanging uh, hanging and sharing, Jeff. So fantastic. And Nathan Whitney was asking, and which you've kind of um, answered already, he was saying, hey, Jeff, who mixed the album? It sounds great. Uh, so very, very cool people commenting on that. And Brad also asked, um, was it Brad that asked it? It was something about, if, oh, yeah, he says, is that a lighted kill switch on the guitar? I saw that at first, too. Is that a kill switch? Um, no, no. Um, so we'll have to go back. So it was mixed by... Uh, our friend Josiah in LA and okay. he, Josiah, uh, Maziashi, I think is how he pronounces his last name, but he's actually someone that even Billy and, you know, James know from the old days in the pumpkins. Cause he's from Chicago, but okay. he lives in LA now. And, um, uh, we worked with a bunch of, you know, in the early part of the project, we worked, we, you know, we're kind of bouncing around studios wherever we could get a day here. A friend would be like, Hey, I'll give you a couple free days here. You know what I mean? Sure. Just kind of, bounce around and then but at some point I was like okay we gotta we gotta finish this and so then I remember I'm like oh you know what Josiah's got a really cool studio and so um I hit him up and he was like yeah let's you know so we went and worked on something it you know we worked on a track one day and it went so well we're like you know talked to Mindy and said let's just I'm gonna present Josiah with a, a deal you know like hey for this x amount of dollars will you finish recording mix and do everything he was like absolutely and he's such a great guy you know what i mean and so um so he ended up 
kind of doing the second half of all the tracking and then he mixed the whole thing. And then my friend Chris Colbert, who is a who is actually an old, old friend for 20, 25 years at least, you know, um, who's a produce, I mean, an engineer, um, it's studio engineer, but also a lot of live front of house stuff as well. But um, he mastered it. And so we actually took the digital master, uh, the digital mixes and he ran them on tape and then put them back in. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with um, how everything came out. Um, so that the guitar is actually just a weird, you know, when I was <laughs> didn't use that guitar on the on the recording at all. But um, when we're I knew we were going to go do the videos, I was like, oh, I got what kind of what guitar should I use? Because <laughs> that's our choice, isn't I it? I don't have the guitars I'm going to use live yet, but that's we'll get to that sure. later. Um, like what could I use and you know because I you know I endorse Yamaha I very happy with them they treat me so well and but I was like well this this band is not really like a rev star kind of band yet yeah I mean I could see myself using some stuff on future but I didn't use any of those kind of guitars on the on the um on the on the record um and so but I was like oh what would be a cool guitar and I'm like oh I got I got the Yamaha RGX A2, which was like a weird, I don't even think they're sold in the U.S. anymore. I know that they carry them in some over, you know, like in the U.K. and Europe. But I think, you know, they're like a really um, kind of futuristic type of design. And all that light is is just when you plug the guitar in, it's just the pickup selector knob. That's what and Andrew so Monica's saying, yeah. if you have it, saying, I think, yeah. all the way back, it's blue. If it's in the middle, it's green and blue. If you have it in the neck, it's green. But it actually... It's not a kill switch, doesn't it? It's literally just there to look cool. And so that's why I was like, oh, for the video, I got to plug it in and have the light on. You know what? <laughs> it's a good choice. It was a very good choice because it kind of, it does look futuristic a little bit, you know? Um, yeah, it's and, something different, you know? It's yeah. something different. And even yeah. though, even though, I, I mean, I, I, you could have played a Revstar and got away with it. I mean, those are beautiful guitars. I know you use those with pumpkins. But yeah, yeah. You, you made a good choice, and and it's harder than what people think. I mean, just because you have a lot of guitars, that doesn't mean it's hard to choose from a, a big pile of guitars. It's choosing the right one that's going to convey the message. And it, it, as fast as you guys said you shot this video, am, am, I, am I correct that it was an abandoned military base or something as well, too? or something? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> this city called Rantoul, mm -hmm. um, just 20 minutes north of Champaign, the old abandoned Air Force base, and so it's like a air, big airplane hangar, and there's a cool. bunch of offices and stuff. And um, I would say definitely not legal to be in there. But John Isberg, who made the videos, um, he's clearance. a filmmaker down there, so he knows tons of people, and so he was somehow able to get access to the building. And I mean, it literally looked like a million dollar movie set, like apocalyptic dystopian movie set that would cost millions of dollars to make that was you know <laughs> we were able to get for much cheaper than that yeah so. well that's that's good yeah you weren't chased away yeah. with uh you know armed guards or anything like that so that's good but yeah i guess going was, back to the guitar that you did a good choice that was perfect for that video yeah 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 it's fun yeah yeah i think on that particular track you know on the um the verse the clean part is actually just the strat you know, like a 70s reissue, American vintage reissue Strat in the between positions. I don't know, the bridge in middle, the out of phase position. And then the um, distorted guitars, then the choruses are my Charvel. Okay. Charvel. Yeah, and then the solo is a, kind of a prototype 
Yamaha guitar that I was playing on tour with the Pumpkins. Right. I, I, yeah, that, that, that just kind of cropped up in some, you know, I don't know if you saw all that stuff online. Like, oh, yeah. Like, what, are, what are Jeff and James playing? It like, who knows? Or what, yeah, folklore. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. I, I, I said that I was going to stay completely away from, from addressing those. Because so, we, yeah, don't, we don't me know. Me too. That's the front, you know, so that's, yeah. you know. That's, we're going to you know. pull Nigel Tufnell. We've seen enough of that one. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Don't even look at the tagger on it. No, uh, Andrew says. Um, so he says to you. He says they're not sold in the USA anymore. Sadly, he says they're they're my favorite. They're still produced and sold in Asia, Europe, and elsewhere. Um, yeah, and it's you know they're really because I actually ended up plugging it in, you know, before taking it down, and it's it's there. I'm actually gonna use I'm gonna use them on future recordings because it's such a cool sounding guitar, great playing. And looks cool, and they actually sound really cool. Yeah, really. It's like a. I, I mean, I just you know, it's sad that you know that people just aren't more aware of them in the U.S. But they're they're a cool, it's a really cool guitar. It certainly is. Yeah. Uh, Brad Miller saying that he went to uh, tech school at that Air Force base apparently before it shut down or something. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's been shut down since like 1994. So, oh, oh, very cool. Yeah, he's well, he's my he's about my age, I think. Maybe a little yeah, younger, yeah. a little older. I'm not. Sure. I think he's younger than me. I'm not sure. I'm not. I, I'm I'm bad when it comes to age. But let's actually um, let's take a moment for a second. And uh, well, first of all, before we jump away from from the record, so it was all Helix Stomp and Native, nothing else really throughout that whole record, right? Every single note was 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 Helix. Every single every every single every single and I mean and. I had I used mostly the Helix Stomp because I was on the go and I was, mm-hmm. you know, it was exactly what it was designed for. You know, what I mean, this. You know what I mean? Yeah. To put in your bag, show up anywhere, and um, yeah. So I'd show up to studios and people would be like, "You're going to use that?" And I'd be like, "This is my. This is what I'm going to use." And then everybody was always impressed. That's great. You know, but then once I started kind of working at. A couple of different. You know, I was able to get uh, Scott Marcel from Yamaha to always give the studio Helix uh, native. Oh, perfect! Because, you know, so um, so every studio that I've worked at ended up with that, and so then I started. I would use that sometimes because there were um, certain parts where like, okay, this is kind of up in the air still, so let's use native because we can go back and and change the sound later, yeah. and then. Even at, and then I came back when I was here in Chicago and we redid. I used the big floor unit here and there, Perfect. so I used all of them pretty much. But now you know at home because I'm working on more Night Dreamer stuff, working on new Pumpkins record too, and so um, for demoing guitar parts for Pumpkins, all I use is Native as well. Fantastic! I'm just looking. To see, I had mine right on the floor here. See if I can show it. Had it. It's not turned on at the moment, but I have it plugged into my Rode mixer here right now as well too. I've just I've just kind of gone backwards with my mixer as I traded Junior my big twelve channel uh, um, Personas mixer for this Rode mixer again. I got that from Rode, and I was trying to you know use something small and compact to get my Helix tones into here, and it works great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know Helix is, and I mean, and now I you know I I've been using um, there's the new. Um, like whatever you know, there's some new interfaces out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what interface you use to you know for your actual recording. For yeah. for me, what I was using for the longest time was um, uh, an Apogee Jam, 
and uh, the the digital one. It looks like a little kind of little pen device. And yeah. I like it and I don't like it. It's it's so simple. Like, there's just a volume control on the side, like a, as if you'd roll a headphone volume. Sure, sure. But I didn't like it the best because a native likes a nice, good signal coming to it, not too hot, not 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 too cold either. Yeah, just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't work, but believe it or not, um, sometimes I would use either even Helix or Stomp as a USB interface. So yeah, I'm, just, I'm not yeah, selling any great. presets. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was use. I have a UAD Apollo. Yeah, a lot which, of people use those. Which is great, and that has a special input, you know, high impedance input, especially for guitar, and nice. it, and it sounds great. But also, I started using this, you know, uh, this IK Multimedia, the Axio, okay. which is specifically made for guitar players too, and again. It allows you to kind of shape like your input signal even more, like the kind of gain structure, um, passive or active pickups, and you know, and that into um, that into native is like I've been getting like really, really, really um, great results. And but you know what? I mean, it, it's um, you know, because I spent a lot of hours using Stomp and and the regular floorboard unit and mm-hmm. i thought like well the gain structures and stuff like using natives gonna it's not gonna sound the same and i want to be able to but you know what i can't tell the difference no they're they're it's indistinguishable i i, I, can't, I mean and you know i mean i can't tell the difference and it's it's and having that flexibility because because the way that you know i tend to i end up working now is i'm doing you know, I love to do my guitars at home now because I like to wake up early in the morning, and make a co- make some coffee, and just sit there and cut guitar tracks for like the first four or five hours of the day. And then, mm-hmm. and mixers and the engineers always want like a unaffected. Yeah, you know what I mean, and because they want to have that whatever flexible. And so, which is great because, you know, like I said, every engineer I'm working with, they all have native now too, and so and I so they get my preset. But then if they want to make the delay, whatever, a little bit, you know, the change the mix or whatever because of what's going on or whatever, you know, 10 steps down the road. Mm-hmm. We're able they have to that freedom. That. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a, like I said, it's, um, it's great. And then I think, you know, kind of the way that Helix is moving in general with kind of a, I don't know, what would you call it? There's a, there's, there's a word um, that's kind of a techno, tech technological word for kind of a certain symmetry between all the various platforms so whether you're using native or using the forward or even stomp that you know everything can kind of be same environment now they're all in the exact same environment yeah 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 so whatever your presets are going to transfer over Mm -hmm. and work and sound the same no matter which platform you're using to me that's amazing because then you're never you're never wasting your time and you're never having to reinvent the wheel and you're no. always able to just get, you're just, I just spend more time just getting like the better version of what you already have. And that's, that's so great because that, that is the one, that is the one tough thing about going this digital route is that, is that, um, you know, once you've invested a lot of time into creating these presets, mm-hmm. you don't have to redo it. No. Next you know, once like a new version comes out or something, you want, you know, stuff has to be able to transfer over because that's literally could be 80 hours of work, you know, and I can see why, you know, um, like, you know, when artists are often asked like, well, what do you like better? Do you like Axe Effects, Fractal, or do you like Helix or do you like this or whatever? 
And even if people like a certain platform better, they don't want to switch because they spent three years of making presets and programs for that certain thing. And, you know, now that I'm deep into it, I get it because like, even with pumpkins, it's like, if we go back, you know, we did a, you know, like I said, 2018, that show was three and a half hours. It was like a lot of presets, a lot of songs, a lot of, I wouldn't want to go back and have to do that all over again. And I saw your set list. They were extensive. Yeah. That took Drew and I, you know, that's like, you know, 40, 50 hours of work, Mm -hmm. you know, that you don't want to redo. So that is the one thing. So like I said, I think the, I think that's what all the, you know, especially at line six in particular is really getting right to whether you're using native stomp, the floorboard unit, the rack unit, you know, they're all um, talking to each other. And like I said, they're all living in the same environment. And that's, to me, that's another game changer type of, and it's just getting better and better. Agreed. Well, what I find as well, too, I mean, we could always, at least I feel, we could always live with some discrepancies between sounds maybe here and there. But here's where I think the proof is in the pudding when it comes to switching from, uh, from, you know, Helix itself to stomp or to native is how it feels. It feels exactly the same. You could, you know, if you weren't told you were being running through the computer and through, through native, you would assume you've got your stomp beside you or the engineer's got, you know, it doesn't feel any different. What is nice about, you know, and sometimes what's great about having the different options is if you're at a really great studio, right. Mm Mm-hmm. And say they have, you know, um, like some vintage Neve, um, you know, inputs, you know, mic freeze. It is super cool to run Helix through that stuff. I mean, you know, like like Helix Stomp. And oh, yeah. There is something that, like like plugging a great microphone into that, you know, or whatever. It, it, it does something kind of really nice to the to the guitar. So, I mean, sometimes there is a time and place to actually want to use the physical unit because you have those great, mm-hmm. you know, mic pre's to use. And yeah, I love doing that. And then that's, that's like I said, but, but then if you don't, like, like I said, you know, I, I recorded a lot of those guitar tracks with a $200, um, focus, right. Um, you know, uh, interface because i was traveling at the time sure and that's yeah that's what i had that would fit that's what fit in my bag i didn't have my uad apollo you know what i mean and you know what sounds great so you know what i mean like it's it's we are really in a special time of of uh you know kind of guitar playing in that you can do all this stuff and you know we, we did a the song launched last week and um you know part of like we launched on this website consequence of sound and you know they wanted you to talk about kind of different elements that that um that contributed to the development of the song and so one of the things i talked about was how helix played such a huge part in not only the song but the the, the record as a whole mm-hmm. and i said you know it just allows me to have like you know like do these elaborate um signal chains that would literally like if you tried to build that in real life oh, to be man. able to do that type of parallel routing and post effects with a with a with a you know Friedman type. I mean, you're talking like the the expense would be insane and the time it would take, and it's it allows you to do all that stuff in the blink of an eye. It's like it's it's really like I, I mean, 
I'm really thankful for it as a musician because it lets me just actually play guitar. Yeah. Well, there's room for failure too with all these, you know, every time you're going to go, you know, external routing and all that kind of different stuff, like, and, you know, basically a rack of, st- of stuff to do, switchers and stuff, there's more room for air, you know, so. Bad cable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad solder, right? Well, one time, one time I recorded a Van Halen cover. I'm not sure if it was Run with the Devil or whatever it was, and it was all all Helix. And I forgot I forgot the phase the phase ninety in my solo. And I already recorded the solo, and I was using all Helix uh, Helix rack on that. And I was like, oh my god, I forgot. I was about ready to publish the video, and um, I forgot the phase ninety. So I went back in on uh, I opened up Native, and on the track where the guitar solo was, I just took on the script phase, and it was perfect. I didn't even and I, and I didn't even play it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, amazing. So amazing. It saved my butt. Yeah. Um, let's jump over to, um, actually, before we jump away, the preset. So you're, you're actually, you've done this for, uh, for us before. You're able to provide us a preset. And you were the one, I think, that started this. So you, you opened the can of worms way back. You were the first person, I think, on our show to give a preset. And people yeah, just yeah. love that stuff. I still actually have one to put up. John Button from The Who gave me uh, his preset as yeah. well, too. But he, he wants me to make a couple edits on it, and I just haven't had time to do it um, just for routing so it'll work for more average people as opposed to the rig he would use on stage. But long story short, people have been loving this because they get to play on your rig, which is very, very cool. Um, and we don't have it from you right now, but what are you going to be giving us? Is it going to be a stomp one? I did one? email it to you, actually. I did email oh, it I, to it you. Is, it is, okay, I didn't check my email before the show. So is it stomp yeah, or I is it Helix? It's a Helix stomp. Yeah, oh. but you can see it's a very simple rig. So I never do, for most of the time, I don't do too many elaborate um, presets with for most of the time because so for this one, it's the basic, the rhythm guitar part, the clean rhythm guitar part for another life. So it's, Oh, great. So um, it's that sound, um, which is the uh, the deluxe in the vibrato channel Okay. Uh, with a stereo chorus in a ping pong delay. And I always put, usually for a clean amp, I put the LA compress, I guess with the LA, LA comp. comp. Yep, yep. I like the LA, so it's the amp, LA comp, stereo chorus, ping pong delay, you know, but obviously season to taste because, you know, it's EQ'd to my guitar with my pickups and those pickups are pretty low. The pickups in uh, the Strat I use are very low output lollers. Um, so, if you have a different kind of, but it's definitely you want to use the out. If you have a guitar without a phase type of sound that you can get, um, I would use. Yeah, that's that's kind of basic the sound. So, well, that's fantastic. Well, what I'll do is uh, in uh, Nocturnal Butterflies just text me. She says if I send it to her now, she can link it. But just to be safe, I don't want to put any. Um, you should you should you should test it and make sure and maybe kind of whatever okay. put it at a level that's gonna make sense oh i'm sure it'll be okay but yeah i will i'll run i'll put it on stomp real quick and give just a quick play and make sure i i know it's gonna be fine but we'll do that and then we'll would everyone that's watching now come back you know in a couple hours and i'll have it linked in the description where you can download it as well too yeah but it's so funny junior's gonna be really thrilled i know i just heard him go out the door and he's leaving but he said to me he goes oh i really hope jeff gives us the one from the song <laughs> so he's yeah, gonna be yeah, thrilled. yeah 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 and so then you know the other guitar parts are um the distorted in the choruses, that's going to be placate or dirty. Okay. You know, with delay. Probably, I don't try to remember. I have to, like, you know, there's, I don't know if I ended up, probably just delay, like a modulated delay. And then, um, and then the solo is actually interesting. The solo is neck pickup of this Yamaha prototype, um, but with a, the deluxe reverb cranked. Nice. You know, so it's distorted and i probably used 
I'd have to look. There's probably because I did it so long ago. There's probably a, some type. Of, I think I probably used a kinky boost into that. But what you know, what uh, an effect that I've grown that I use a lot now. It's like kind of my favorite thing is the. I think it's it's in the modulation. It's the double tracker. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And I set it to more of extreme setting, and it's like a really, really, you can't really tell, like, what it is. You know what I mean? Um, and every engineer's like, what is that? Like, you know, and they look at the file, and they kiss the file looks weird. <laughs> you know, the actual on Pro Tools looks like, what sure. is that? You know, they're like, um, but, yeah, that's a very interesting effect. Like, you can do a lot of really cool stuff with that, you know, and it, it makes it, you know, um, like like I said, it's, it's people can't – at first identify exactly what it is that you're using. And so that's, and I think, I don't know, because I, I was looking at some of the literature on, on Helix, and it says it's a, a basically a proprietary yeah. effect, that it's not based on anything else. Yeah, line but I know that there's some other pedals that do similar type of things. But like I said, having it in Helix is, is even better, because it's like it's, it can be mono or stereo, you can really, there's a lot of tweakability to it. Um, yeah, really cool effect. You I know, recommend people to, to play around with that one. If it was called Triple Tracker, I'm sure you'd, you'd probably know in a second we're going to go with this, which guitar player you would think would be perfect for this. And Jason Sedaitis, he did this in one of his uh, presets um, up on Marketplace. I think the presets on Marketplace. But anyways, uh, he did uh, Randy Rhodes. Um, it was either like maybe uh, Flying High again. It might have been Crazy Train. I forget what. But you know, Randy Rhodes always triple tracking these guitars. Yeah, sure, sure. And it gives you that feel of multiple tracks and even to the point where, you know, when we when we overdub our parts, being off time a tiny bit is, is a blessing sometimes to give it that separation and sometimes wider, engineers will, yeah that kind of wider sound yeah, yeah. so that, that was, it's a perfect effect uh, to use in a case for if you want to do a Randy Rhodes kind of thing too yeah yeah no I think that's probably what most people I you know use it I like to use what's great about Helix is that you can do everything quote unquote the right way yep you know, and, and go like oh I really want that David Gilmore-esque type of sounding. You can go get that kind of amp, those kind of pedals, and kind of get in that ballpark and create it. But also, what's so cool about it, and what I have did a lot on this record, is I, I, you know, like a lot of the guitar that, you, you know, you'll hear on, um, there's actually another song that's on Spotify and Apple Music called Higher Than the Sky, along with Another Life that was released, um, you know, that has a, a solo where, and a lot of the solo, a lot of the guitar, like, on on the night dream i use just there's no amp model i use two fuzz pedals oh, cool. and then i use you know um harmonizer and like reverse delay to kind of create these really weird um kind of soundscape kind of things too um but on that solo that's just it's like the i guess well, i'm trying to remember what it's called the what Factory fuzz. Okay, yeah. Is that what it's called? You know, the fuzz fact. And then into the the Tima, I think, maybe. Is that yeah, the name yep, of it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, for that um, solo is, is, is that. I don't even use an amp model. It's just like DI fuzz, two fuzz, you know, direct fuzz. And, and it's so great that with you, it's like you can actually do that and you can really shape the character of it. But then do, use like, you know, all these beautiful sounding. So you have this really messy sound, but then have these very beautiful sounding post effects. Um, reverse delays, big modulated reverbs running stereo that, 
that um, kind of creates this beautiful mess. And you know, because you know, this band is more of an electronic band. There's a lot of a lot of synth, not and a lot of regular bass on most of the songs. And that kind of guitar actually melds really beautifully with the synth. And so sometimes you can't tell if it's a synth or a guitar. And yeah. that was kind of because you know, a lot of people they talk about you know guitar being very passe in modern music. You know, and part of the thing with Night Dreamers really wanted to have like a modern band. You know, yeah, um, and. Strangely, no one has complained about the guitar. No one goes, oh, it's... Because, you know, but I very specifically stayed away from... There's not a lot of rock and roll sounding guitar. Everything is very defamiliarized and worked really hard at kind of finding a a palette of sounds and tones and playing styles that would not be, you know, stay away from blues. You know, blues bass playing, pentatonic playing, and this kind of stuff. Um, and so I really I worked really hard at trying to find like kind of like a color palette that would meld well with um, a different type of background, you know, drum machines and synth bass and synthesizers in general. So um, everything breathes very yeah. well. It's very atmospheric as well. Yeah, it's really fun. You know, what I mean, so and there's you know, and the cool thing is, is another thing that people talk about all the time in co- contemporary music. You know, that's not you know rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know guitar solos are out. Yeah, but on the night dreamy feet, there's a guitar solo in every single song. Oh, good! It's a, it's a five track EP, correct? Five track EP, and there's a, there's solos on every song, and tons of Floyd Rose, and you know, because I've been really, you know, um, you know, studying a lot of different styles. You know, I've been obviously studying jazz for the last couple of years, but then also really working hard at, you know. Um, and studying like my Paul Gilbert, you know, intense rock volume one and two DVDs. <laughs> and actually it's had a, um, this is going to, you know, kind of shock people, you know, but actually had a really great lesson the other day with Michelangelo. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. he, you know, he lives here in the Chicago area, mm-hmm. Chicago land, greater Chicago land area. And so we became friends kind of on Instagram and stuff. And so then I hit him up. I'm like, Hey, you know, do you ever take on students? And he was like, Sure, if you you know, and so actually, I uh, got together with him and took a lesson. And I mean, talk about you know, me being a lucky guy in that I can have like one of the best alternate pickers in the world. Yeah, sit down with me and 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 look at my picking and go, okay, this is what you need to do to get more accuracy, more speed, more velocity. And it was so cool. You know, he's such both a, hands. Such a cool, <laughs> I know he's comp- I mean because well, he said he's actually left handed wow uh, but so but then he learned you know he learned how to get, play guitar right handed but yeah. yeah I mean it was cool you know it was cool so I'm definitely going to do you know we're planning on getting together again but yeah so but because for this you know I've really been trying to work on you know I like to put together like I don't I guess the trying to my philosophy with guitar and guitar playing is to me certain things are like sounds and that kind of fast alternate picking is a certain it's like a texture just yep. like using a big delay and a reverb is a texture and so I like to seamlessly be able to meld those things so there's a lot of like heavy metal guitar in a certain way like 80s heavy metal guitar on this record that is not a heavy metal record at all but and I don't do it like I, I'm not a big fan of irony. Right, you know, I of don't like to do things like to be funny or 
are goofy or be like, like I, you know, to me, I take it all actually very seriously. And I feel like, you know, that these players that I'm always referring to, whether it's Paul Gilbert or Michelangelo or Yngwie Malmsteen or Van Halen or Steve Vai or Satriani, these are, I mean, I really like a lot of my favorite guitar players. I think there's a certain kind of avant-gardism to what they did on the instrument. Mm -hmm. I mean, now, I'm not going to start a band that writes those kind of tunes. Not, I and mean, I love those, but it's just not, you know, the thing that I'm doing right now. But I think there's a lot to be taken from that kind of guitar playing. And if you can meld it into a new, you know, kind of a new paradigm, I think there's a lot of interesting things to be had. I, what you know, what I hate about being kind of labeled as an alternative guitar player is that alternative guitar players can be like extremely snobby and think that they're more sophisticated for playing sloppy or something. Sure. You know, because they because hair metal or heavy metal is stupid and and dumb and and I always hated that. Yeah. I hate that way of thinking. And in fact I don't think I'm not a big fan of sloppy guitar playing. No. You know what I mean? no. Or you know, or you know, or even guitar playing that's too reliant on like effects you know like i like effects i like hey we all like effects but i like to but it's great if you can play and use effects you know what i mean but but like i said i i'm not judgmental and in any way i think that there's great players in every spectrum and and so i like i'm not i don't ever want to be so ideologically driven that i feel like i can't take something from over here and and put it in a world that it's not normally associated with. Yeah. So, like I said, on this record, you're going to hear lots of whammy, lots of Floyd, you know, lots of solos. Good, good. <laughs> you know I mean? So, and because I love that stuff, because it's like I said to me, it's 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 a sound, it's a texture. You know, no one. It's so funny because those people will sit there and make fun of certain guitar players, but then they'll try to tell you how great John Coltrane is. Well, last time John Coltrane played a lot of fast notes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Is, is it never, October it. 11th? Is that correct that it comes out? Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. a good day. You know why? Not just because of that. That's This is going to be a great day now. Number one, we get the record on the 11th. And um, El Camino, the new uh, Breaking Bad movie with Jesse Pinkman comes out same day on Netflix. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to be a fun day. So Very cool. So we've got to find out what time yeah, it comes out on lots TV. Of, lots of fun content. Let's, listen to the music and build up to the TV show. That would be great. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> That's very, very cool. Well, let's talk while well, we got, we've got about uh, 20 more minutes. This is going very, very well. I know it always goes great having you on the show. I mean, we could do a four-hour show and it would still yeah, go fine. But fun. It's, it's, it, ne- it does blow by. It's pretty crazy. I know. And I got to thank Andrew for giving me the kind of the, uh, you know, we, we did a poll the one day. Oh, do, you, do you want us to keep going? You know, whatever. And we turned into a 90-minute show and he gave us the idea of the uh, Helix Hour Plus. But, and, but I like it because you know what it's like. You do three so- songs on stage, all of a sudden you're starting to feel really good and it's going really, really well. But you also know when's a good time to get out and you want people to come back. And this is working really well. But let's talk about these new guitars. There's some really, really cool things. I mean, I know you asked me to um, take some pictures of my Pacifica 921 and I tried to get some good shots and sent them to you. But you're, you're, you've got something cooking in the work. What is it? Well, yeah. So to do, to play these songs live, um, I need a certain guitar, certain type of guitar, you know, one with, with number one, locking, I got to have the locking Floyd Rose style tremolo. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I got to have that. 
you know, got to be able to have, you know, humbuckers, mm-hmm. you know, um, humbuckers, but also, uh, you know, the out of phase position because I use that clean sound quite a bit. Um, but also, um, you know, kind of the aesthetic of, of the band and stuff too is, is, uh, you know, um, you know, part of kind of combining these different type of elements and uh, maybe things that don't normally go together. So, yeah, so, and I'm just personally, like, as kind of the evolution, my own personal plane, my own personal preferences, I kind of, I guess, have gravitated more towards what would can be considered like those kind of shred style yeah. guitars, um, you know, with the really flat necks and 24 frets and, you know, so... Yamaha is actually, you know, they don't make currently make anything that was exactly that. So they're always like the most amazing group of people. I mean, the 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 support um, between and if people don't know, you know, Yamaha is Line Six mm-hmm. and Yamaha actually as well, you know, yep. and then even Cubase, you know, beside, you know, um, they just got a great great team of people out in Calabasas now and and they've been so supportive of the Smashing Pumpkins and and now supportive of of this you know with Night Dreamer and um and so you know they were like hey let's build you a couple guitars to use when you play live so we're building some guitars that have like it's going to be you know uh, 24 frets you know very 12 to 16 you know, radius. radius, jumbo frets. Um, one of them is actually going to have a sustainer, sustainiac. Oh, nice. Because um, I end up using Ebo on a couple of tunes. And so um, when, you know, we actually, Mindy and I actually did like a in-studio session that hasn't come out yet at my friend's studio in LA. And so I was trying to, you know, play the Ebo, set it down, then to play a solo. It's awkward. And I, was like, oh, I need, you know, and then, I realized if I had a a sustainer or sustainiac, I could do it. And so, actually, um, on tour, I bought a I got um, a Reverend Regis Gabrels mm-hmm. guitar um, with the sustainiac, and um, you know, and I'm you know semi friendly with with Reeves, and so we text and. He's like, be careful, it's an addiction. Yeah. You know, it's like a drug. And it is, it is. It's a really cool, um, <laughs> it's a really cool thing. But so one of those is new Pacific. So we're building basically, they're going to be Pacificas. And they're going to kind of harken back to um, some of the older Pacificas that they like similar. I don't know, yours actually has 22 frets, right? Is it's it 22 20, frets? It's 22, but you can hit that 22nd fret without even touching the body. It's almost like if you're playing an SG, yeah. it's effortless. And that's what I really like about a guitar is where you can hit that 22nd fret without having to even think yeah. about it. Yeah, so but these are going to have 24, and the, but they're going to have like some modern accoutrements like the, you know, the, like the, um, the neck pocket is going to be like the, one of those newer contoured ones. So you, you're not going to have a problem getting up there like you would on some of those older guitars. And, you know, and as a kind of a nod to Vi, you know, we're doing scalloping 21 through 24. Oh, nice. Doing, doing that because, you know, on, on the 24 fret, I have a few 24 fret guitars you know, I can see, I can see why he'd want to do that because once you get up there, it's, it gets pretty small and mm-hmm. anything that's going to help you dig in. Um, yeah, but Pat, you know, who builds, who's, you know, kind of, who does a lot of the, who does most of, I think all the electric custom builds is just, 
he's built all like the guitars that I've been using on pumpkins, you know, the last mm-hmm. few years. And I mean, they're just phenomenal instruments. I mean, I, I mean, it's like, I'm a, I'm very lucky in that I get to play like these really well-crafted guitars and, um, you know, and, and for them, I, you know, I get to use them on stage and they can see like, Hey, does this stuff hold up in like the, you know, the literally some of the biggest stages in the world, you know, arenas and festivals and yeah, the stuff is just sounding just really cool. So I'm super excited about these guitars and, you know, um, we're doing some cool colors nice. that are going to be very, you know, um, very bright, you know, and, um, but yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. You know, one's going to have a maple neck. One's going to have a, I think we're going to do Pau Ferro. Okay. That'd know, be nice. Which, which I really like actually, mm-hmm. become, you know, I, I've become a fan of it. We've done some of those um, on some guitars I've used in the pumpkins and really cool stuff. Well, you know, one of the yeah, jumbo I... frets, stainless steel. I mean, that's another thing. Once you go stainless steel frets, that's a hard thing to go go it, back to. I know, I know. They feel so great. They you know make your make your strings go dead a little bit quicker. But, that's okay though. You know, they sound so good. Yeah, I mean, they sound good and they feel good. You you told me that, I mean one of the yeah. things that just got me so excited about right away because you know we were, we were talking back and forth quite a bit and it was uh, about these guitars it was a lot of fun when you said I said oh are they going to put a real Floyd Rose on it and like I mean when I say real Floyd Rose I don't mean a licensed Floyd Rose or anything of the sort ah uh, Floyd Rose and yes that's fantastic so it is going to be yeah Floyd, I don't Floyd. know we haven't actually decided like what exactly but yeah it's going to be you know like so yeah yeah nice. yeah yeah have, yeah yeah and um you know and then we're going to have to get Adam to you know. To, put, as put some he, goodies like, in you know, there, yep. Do his thing, do it, yeah, because every time, like, I get a, a guitar, at, you know, and I haven't seen Adam yet, you know, and I have a guitar with a Floyd, I'm always just like, oh, like, I know once I get that block and those titanium, thi- you know, the titanium string blocks, you yep. know, I mean, like I said, you know, I did a, a rig rundown thing for Guitar World, and, you know, I really, you know, I told them, I said, you know, it's really, like, it's like, it's like that ten percent. That's really ten percent improvement. That's really hard to get. That's what you know. That stuff is. You know what I mean? I know. I hear you for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. just just a little bit of a is you know a missing element, right? Well, it, I I do appreciate how good um you know Yamaha the Yamaha Guitar Group has been to you guys because I think at, there's, at certain times in the band. The, uh, with, with pumpkins, I'm saying for a second, the, the, there's everybody's using Yamaha because even Billy's acoustic is Yamaha, right? The signature one with oh, the star, yeah. and then of course the drums, bass. Uh, James at times playing some Yamaha. You playing Yamaha, Absolutely. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and Billy and I both using Helix. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and Jack is using Ampeg amps, which is Yamaha. So I mean, we're you know, and the keyboards, you know, the that Katie's playing. Um, right. The main keyboard is a Yamaha. So I mean, we're, like cool. a, we're a traveling showroom now at this point. No, but that type of, you know, I mean, and like I said, you've seen us live. The stuff just sounds great. It does. It does. I mean, and you could stuff be playing sound, anything you I want. Mean, it's like the stuff sounds great. And, you know, um, the company, you know, I speak as just, you know, just as a, you know, I would, you know, I think anybody that knows Smashing Pumpkins can know if the stuff didn't perform and sound great on stage, we definitely would not be using it. That's right. Exactly. You can't, you can't just use it <laughs> because mean, someone sends you a free product or something. You know? No, no. I mean, if it didn't sound great and, 
you know, we wouldn't be using it. And so there's a, yeah, there, you know, like I said, we, the, the relationship has been second to none. I've worked with a lot of different companies over the years and, uh, the support from, you know, from artist relations to the development side, to the tech side, mm-hmm. everybody, is, you know, is, has to the marketing side, you know, has been really, really great. So, um, I, yeah, I'm like, like I said, I'm a, a proud endorsee. I hear you on that. And, and I know you will appreciate this. And I think you'll believe this when I say this. I say this to a lot of people, too. And this is not a sales pitch. I mean, you know, strike me down right now. If, if I was lying, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully you don't get struck down. Um, but no, seriously, I, I've become a better guitar player using Helix or any of the Helix family of products. And now, sure, if I was playing with the boss unit or uh, um, uh, Kemper or, you know, Headrush, stuff like that, I'd probably have some fun with it as well, too. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure it would be sure, fun. Sure. Absolutely. But I'm yeah. just so There's happy. There's a lot of great things out there. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just so happy with this. I know how to use it. And like you said, we spend all these t- this time with the learning curve of learning it. And it's not hard to learn, but we, we invest our time. We get we know how to make yeah, our presets. Yeah. And then you just plug in and you forget about all the other stuff. And you just play. And I have noticed an improvement. I'm not saying I'm great uh, by any means, uh, but I, I'm happier with my guitar playing today than I was probably when I was 20 when I thought I could shred. You know, I just feel happier <laughs> yeah. about it. You know, it's, it's a comfort no, thing. No, I mean, it's just, it's just... When you really think about it, what this technology allows you to do, and actually, I just there's you know there's a they just started videos just started popping up for them for the new Yamaha THR series. Oh, beautiful! I saw yours and Cameron Cooper's. Oh man! Yeah, and um, but Helix is no different, you know, um, you know because but you know because to me it, what it allows you to do is you get used to playing with your tone, you know, and, you know, a lot of times like, you know, and, uh, you know, like I took a, le- like I said, I took a lesson with Michelangelo and, you know, we talked a lot about practicing with a clean tone, you know, but you also have to practice with a distorted tone because if you practice only clean, you're not going to hear like, oh my God, I'm creating all this string noise and all these weird overtones that happen when you have, you know, a high gain amp cranked up. So with something like THR or Helix where you can, bedroom level practice with like your my stage tone mm-hmm. it's is perfect complete game changer it is complete game changer i mean because you know what it was like back when we were kids to practice a little combo practice amp i mean it sounded like uh, horrible i know it, as bad as we might have been as guitar players we sounded a hundred times worse <laughs> <laughs> i know like you know the little combo crate amp oh, you know what i mean oh, whatever God. you know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, because to get what could, what could you use that was small to get a great sound? There wasn't anything. I know, I know. I mean, until Rockman come around and things like that, you know, we 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 had nothing that make you really sound yeah. good. Then you got the the, the the headphones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And now we got this little box. You know what I mean? We got this thing right here, and I mean, and, and we got HR. A, I mean, I is you know, that's they're great. Like, they're great. Well, you had one backstage uh, uh, in Toronto. Yeah, no, I I have one everywhere I mm-hmm. go. And uh, wireless <laughs> capability now with the uh, G10, which I have right here. One of those guys. I know. Yeah, so I know. perfect, perfect to go. And and then that's like a that's like a you know, like I'm like oh my god, like wireless. You know, it's funny. Junior and I tried on a pair of sunglasses the other day at um, Best Buy, I think it was. And Bose makes they have sunglasses with Bose speakers in them. And the sound, and I, I know I'm going off on a tangent for a second, 
but it sounded like a, a huge hi-fi system. That's what the THR is like, you know, because you, you're looking at this thing, and I'm not trying to compare Yamaha to Bose. They're, they're two different companies completely, but you, you'd be very surprised what that amplifier does. Well, I, like I said, and, you know, I'm just speaking as someone who's a fan. I don't know, you know, and I've, but I've had the opportunity to, to speak with, you know, people that worked on the design team or whatever and some of this stuff. And, uh, and don't quote me on this, but I do think that even the THRs, part of the, the sound of them mm-hmm. is because they were able to, you know, Yamaha being such a huge company that just makes like stereo equipment, home theater equipment, mm-hmm. is that they were able to import some of that technology into even the original THR. So that's what makes it sound like it's much bigger than it is. Yeah. Because there's there's some type of mojo going on with like the speaker disbursement technology that's used in them and and it is i mean every time someone who's never heard one comes to my dressing room and hear me play they go like what is it that that amp sounds amazing yeah it's not coming from that thing is it and sure enough it is because people are used to hearing a, a small practice amp yeah sound a, like a good 12 inch speaker at least at least at least yeah, one or two yeah i mean you know how like even like you know, you know what's crazy, but you know, uh, and you should have him on here at some point. Actually, Drew, my guitar tech. Oh yeah, he's been on before, Drew but uh, but we'll get him on again. Yeah, for, oh, he, oh, we yeah. love him. Yeah, he just designed. You know, he he builds amps, mm-hmm. and so pop star amps, and he just came out the two watt. We, we played it on stage, Jason. Actually, yeah. I I elected oh, to that's not right, play. That's right. That's Jason right, played it on right. stage in Toronto. It's crazy. It's pretty amazing, right? It is. I know at two watts, and it just and we had one of the guys. I think it was from I think it was from Noel Gallagher's band come over. Jason's playing, and he's like, "What is that?" And he, um, you know, he was watching Jason play. Yeah, yeah, so cool. I won. I mean, but Jason's so good that he he make anything sound. He's like <laughs> one of those players going to make it, you know anything sound like a million bucks. Yeah, you know? Drew's yeah. Drew's overseas with uh, White Snake right now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's. Uh, um, working with Joel Hoekstra yeah. right now. So, yeah, Drew's like, you know, one of the best. I mean, really, like, really one of the best. Not only, I mean, thorough, talented, um, the guitars always play great, the amps always sound great. Um, but, you know, more importantly than that, one of the best human beings. Oh, yeah. With just, just, just. And, you know, because I've had some rotten guitar techs, people who were talented, but not great people. Just and jerks. People who are good people, but not great guitar techs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and what I tell every guitar tech, you know, because, um, you know, when I ever talk, because, you know, if you have to hire a new guy, you know, get the phone call and you get talk to the guy on the phone and, you know, once, you know, you kind of look at, like, who they've worked with, whatever, um, and you decide, okay, I want to hire them. The first thing that I always tell them, I go, some guitar players like to be, it's like, they like to dictate from top down how, how everything's going to be. But I always tell them, like, I'm always looking for a tech to be, like, it's a relationship, you know. Um, you know, it's a dynamic between the two of us, and I like to have, you know, people who can be another set of ears for me. And, you know, so having in someone like that, you know, uh, working on your rig day in and day out, like I can, if, you know, cause sometimes we'll get, um, 
you know, text from or email from Billy and he'll be like, Hey, I want to add this song to the set. Mm -hmm. I know I can text Drew and be like, Hey, make me a preset with these effect blocks and he's going to get it in 90% the the reason I'm just going to come into sound check and just make quick tweaks depending on, you know, what I'm actually playing and how I'm playing. And, you know, that kind of stuff is invaluable. I know. know? I've had texts where I would not trust them to, program a sound for oh i know because you I mean you go up and it's like, oh what the heck is this and i have to switch to another preset or something but you know you know what sold me on on drew the first time i met him and i mean this was it just totally sold me on so i met him for the very first time in person with you guys down there he's wearing a suit he reaches out shakes my hand and he's dressed in a suit that i would die to have you know <laughs> and that's yeah, his, yeah, his yeah. work attire for the day and i'm like wow and just i mean it's sincere no bullshit um, just no. uh, he's a he's a super great dude, and it was a real pleasure to uh, to speak with him. And he yeah, he, he has been on the show. Takes his job as seriously as I take mine, and that's all I ask for. Yeah, yeah, of you course. Know, that's what I in a lot of you know, and like I said, you know, in the music industry, sadly, you find like not everybody's like. Not, no, I know. No, yeah. and he's he's the kind of guy that will do everything he can to make it more comfortable for you because that's what it's all about. The artist has to be able to uh, perform at the best of their ability. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah, he's great. And he's a blessing too. And he's worked with some great people. He's worked with Slipknot. He's worked with Lindsey Buckingham. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, the list goes on and on. So yeah. very cool. Yeah, obviously in demand. Well, listen, we are pretty much at the uh, Helix Hour Plus mark of the uh, of the day. So this has been an absolute pleasure to uh, cool. to chat with you. Before we go, and this may be or may be something you can or can't talk about, um, will we be picking back up with pumpkins in the in the distant future? Or oh yeah, well we're um, we're working on new music right now as we speak. Okay. You know, we're kind of, we're in the studio. Um, uh, so yes. Um, nice. Will we be? Um, I would say we don't have anything like that's one hundred percent, but there's lots of things in the air right now. So Good. yeah, we're going to be busy. We're all. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of really cool stuff that's that's floating around. So um, well, that's awesome. just kind of trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do. But first and foremost, we're. Um, we're really just focused on on doing some new music, and so th- I think this is going to be, um, you know, uh, we came in off this tour just in a really good mental space, and and that's um, one of those things that you really can't manufacture, you know, um, that it's just, you know, because there's so many divergent um, energies going on, but. I think you have a, you know, we're at a place right now where everybody is just like, hey, we like being around each other. We like playing together. The band sounding good. Fans are reacting positively. Let's just, let's kind of continue with yeah, this. Yeah, keep energy. it going. So, Cause yeah. Because it, it takes a while to get there. It takes to get that it momentum does. going. You can't manufacture it. You cannot manufacture it. No. It's like you only get to that place by playing, you know, hundreds of shows together. That's right. And forget about yeah. forget about, you know, the, the you know, the nice paychecks that come along with it. The band is doing themselves an injustice by not playing. Let's let's keep that going. Right? Yeah, we love it. We're musicians. Yeah. That's the thing is like, you know, that's the thing is like, you know, we're musicians. We actually like to play. Like that's what <laughs> that's what we do best. That's when we, you know, we, we're the happiest when we're playing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Here's one last question here. Uh, it's a good question, so I thought I'd ask it. Marty V says, Jeff, do you have any of those Yamaha trans acoustics? Uh, and if so, if you do, how do, how do you like it? I do not own one, but I've played them many times at the showroom and at the, um, 
at the NAMM show and stuff. I think they're actually pretty cool. You know which one I actually really like is the trans, like the, the nylon string ones. Oh, very nice. Cool. Yeah, I saw I played those at NAMM this year. Oh, that's um, cool. But I don't actually have one because I have, you know, because of pumpkins, you know, when we, we've done acoustic tours, of us, so I end up with like... Nice big jumbo. Yeah, five or six acoustics, and I just, I'm like, I, I actually... <laughs> I don't want any more. Yeah, too many. You know, too because, many. Because it's a problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what to do with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, they, they take up room and, and you're not playing them all the time anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. And, you know, you know, like, because of the way that we're playing, like, I don't really have much use for one. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, that's cool. They got to but play I was it, though. playing, you know, um, I could see why, like, you know, like a lot of singer-songwriters like to use them because... Um, you know, they get a vibe, like even if they're sitting in, in the room or an apartment or something. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that's really cool. I agree with that. Well, we'll look forward to hopefully seeing you at NAM again. Uh, now, the last year uh, we were at NAM, but we didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance to meet you, so I promise you, I will text you this time. Maybe we'll do lunch yeah, with yeah, Junior. That'd be great. We'll hook up. That'd be nice. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll definitely be there this year. We'll see you for sure. And I spent, I, I'm narrowing myself down this year too, as far as where I'm going, because I painted myself too thin. We had about eight video shoots to do. And I'm going to do at least half of that instead this year so I can hang out more with people, including yourself, and, and just have a good time. And, and you know, the yeah, business, business it, it can be business. Yeah, it can be overwhelming. It you can. Know, and, you don't even get, and then it gets to the point where you don't enjoy it. No, it was all work. It, you know, it, was mo- it became more work than, than other stuff. So we'll look, yeah, I, line six and will be there. And at the end of the day, you want to go and just you want to see all the cool stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we'll put the cameras down and we'll go have some lunch with you and talk guitars. But listen, okay. thanks again, Thank buddy. So and, and always, I'll, always a pleasure. Oh, I, I will have you back again too. But maybe in the spring yeah. next year, we'll talk more pumpkins and that stuff. But anyways, uh, October 11th, a new record comes out. Check it out. Yes. We have all the links uh, being shared today throughout uh, the chat from Nocturnal Butterfly, and we also have them in the description as well too. And we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you very soon. And until next time, everyone. Cheers. <laughs>